Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hey everyone, Erin here. Welcome back to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. Man, it has been a crazy week, hasn't it? Um, It's been nuts this past week. I don't even know. It's flown by. I feel like there's a meme out there that says this week has been a really long year, hasn't it? And I'm like, that is 100% true. So this week we are chatting with Melanie Wright of Melanie Wright Photography. Before we hear from Melanie, here's a little backstory. She and I booked this session weeks before (laughs) this virus blew up over here. So we were supposed to be chatting in our home studio, but in light of everything going on, of course, that's no longer possible. So here we are, we're chatting remotely. Let's see if this technology holds out for us, please, please, please. Um, We were also laughing before we started recording because I have had a cold for like the past three or four weeks and we were joking of like, maybe I should be tested, (laughs) but I swear it's not COVID, but um, so... (laughs) I'll try to keep my sniffling and coughing to a minimum. Um, But Melanie, before we dive in, oh my gosh, how are you doing with all of this craziness? Oh my goodness. I I had a friend text me that earlier and I said, I'm kind of oscillating between moments of greatness and then moments of insanity. And it kind of changes on the, Mm -hmm. on the hour, depending on what the kids are doing or where my brain goes with it. So for the moment, doing all right, but there's definitely moments of, oh my goodness, how long is this going to last? What are we going to do? So I think I'm probably like a lot of people and just the, the unknown is hard. Yeah, and that's a really great way to put it. It goes from greatness to insanity because, yeah, there are some parts of the day where you feel like you're killing it, you know, like things are getting done, you're being productive, and then there's other parts of the day and you're like, can I go sit in a corner? <laughs> yes, absolutely. For me, that's my uh, my closet. I'll go into my closet and say I'm looking for something and just hang out in there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Get some sanity. I know, because everybody has kids at home and family they're taking care of while everything else has to go on. So it's a real challenge for a lot of folks. Yeah. And I, uh, I think, I think I told you, like I have my 76 year old mom here with me because she stayed the other week when she had cataract surgery and then, you know, the coronavirus hit and she's in the high risk category with her age and with some autoimmune disorder and some other things going on. So, you know, I've got, another person in here I'm taking care of, which isn't my norm. And it's, it's a lot. It's hard to, to separate like mom mode, business mode, daughter mode, me mode. So trying to navigate it as best as I can. (laughs) Yeah, that is a lot. I mean, your head's got to be spinning kind of, I mean, all those plates in the air. Um, We will, I do want to get to kind of your backstory and how you got started with what you're doing. But before we do that, how, how are you managing your business? I mean, photography, I mean, is there a business that's more about connection and being with people? I don't know. Seems <laughs> like that's pretty major with what you do. So yeah. um, how have you had to pivot? What are we, what are your ideas to sort of kind of get through this? I mean, hopefully this is a very 
short-ish temporary time, but um, what are you, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what are your challenges? And then what are you thinking of like, okay, I need to still be in front of people so they under, they realize, hey, I'm still around. Um, so what kind of ideas have you come up with to do that? Um, so as for shooting in general, everybody I had in March, I've rescheduled or they've canceled. Um, I've offered some incentives to people who were on the books so that they don't completely just ask for a refund so that they'll reschedule when we come back to it. Um, in all reality, I probably could go and shoot and keep like the good distance between us if I didn't have my mom here with me. Um, but because she's in that category, I just don't want to put her at risk in any way. Um, so I spent, oh goodness, what day is it? Sunday? The other, a few days ago, I started racking my brain of like, what else can I do? Um, since I can't go out and actually take pictures of people right now. And, um, the things I can do is I can offer to print, um, graduation announcements for all of my seniors. I've done photos for, I have, um, the ability to get like wall art and albums printed for people. Um, so that's all in my idea phase. And I did a little Facebook post on it, but I am in the process of getting a newsletter put together and some more personal emails sent out to um, prior clients from last year and from seniors I've worked with to let them know, you know, though I can't come in person and take pictures, I can print some of the stuff that we've done before and I'm hoping to be able to use that as a way for um, bringing some money in right now when everything has kind of come to an abrupt halt. Yeah, it really is about kind of getting innovative too. I actually, so you are also an educator. So I saw that you Mm -hmm. were also kind of trying to help people out in that way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So before, well, not before, I guess during my days before photography was my full-time business, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught or was in the education arena for 14 years. And I just put something on my personal page for friends like, hey, if you've got your kids home with you, is anybody interested in lessons that you can do with stuff around the house? And I had a lot of people comment that yeah they were interested and so I've seen some great groups with um, lessons and things you can do and a lot of people have um, are using like arts and crafts or websites they found and I just kind of went back to my early days of teaching in 2000 when the internet wasn't super around and just started offering um, simple suggestions of like okay well if you've got newspaper or grocery ads there's about a billion things you can do with that and um, I made a little video and posted it on my photography page because that one's a public page uh, to offer people some ideas with ways to work with your kids. I have a few more in the works and once I uh, get my head back around on posting more of those, I plan on putting those up on uh, my photography page just as a way for people to know um, I'm still here. I do have stuff to offer. It may not necessarily be photography based, but there's always ways that I can tie that in. Um, so that's how I'm trying to kind of 
to keep myself, you know, in the public eye a little bit. Yeah, I think that's really, really smart. And I think that even um, kind of correlating the education over to photography, too, um, could even like it, you know, a lot of people want to start out to become a photographer, or even if it's just parents, you know, of just kind of maybe posting some tips um, around that as well. So um, anything to really, I think the key for most of us small business owners is how how do I help, right? How do I add value during this time? How do I, where, where is everyone's heads at? How do I support people? How do we get through this together? And so I think everything that you're doing points to that. And I think that's really the main thing. It's like, how do we serve, right, during all of right, this? So, right. um, Absolutely. And that, you actually just uh, reminded me, I had a um, how to take better snaps class. I did in person, I mean, probably four or five years ago when I was starting out. And thanks to technology now, I could definitely record that and make that into a class so mm-hmm. yeah that'd be great Hit I mean, something did, in my brain <laughs> yay see look at us being productive I think that uh <laughs> online like digital courses that's where it's at man like we're we're launching our our first one later this year and we plan to um at least have a, a class available quarterly, you know, I mean at least for me when I want to learn something new used to be I might go to the to a university or community college, or then maybe look on their online aspect of that university or community college. And I don't, honestly, I don't do that anymore. I look for the experts in that space. And then I see, hey, do they have a course? You know, like, can they teach me? So I think people Mm -hmm. who want to know more about photography, that's a smart thing. They would go straight to you who has built a business doing it and is successful at it and learn learn straight from you. So I think that's where education um, is heading. So that kind of segues into, I would love to hear your more about your background and how you went from education to photography. How did you get this started? <laughs> um, well, I can trace it. I love for photography all the way back to childhood. My dad was in the military and he always had a really nice uh, film camera and he only really brought it out on special occasions and it always kind of intrigued me um, to see him taking pictures and he always got these really great shots and so in high school I signed up for yearbook and newspaper and got to you know work with film cameras and then actually go into the dark room and develop the film and to me it was such an amazing process to see how a blank piece of paper um, could be filled with a story and with images on it that I really, really just kind of fell in love with it. And it was something I always did on the side. I was a kid that always had like a camera with me. I took pictures and everything. We had a um, senior year project when I was in high school of making a scrapbook of your senior year just for memory's sake. And I had so many pictures I had to have like two scrapbooks and uh, I kind of followed in my mom's path and went into education like she had and taught for 12 years and then I worked for an educational software company where I trained teachers and did that for a couple of years and while I was teaching I always just kind of 
took pictures on the side and my coworkers noticed and started having me take their holiday pictures and then it kind of extended into taking you know, their kids' pictures if they were seniors or things like that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, on my, uh, my last year of teaching, I had a coworker whose husband um, was diagnosed with cancer and I urged her um, to let me come take some pictures of the family together because things were getting pretty hard at home and um, she agreed to do it and her husband wanted to do it because he knew you know he wasn't wasn't getting better and I went over and did that session which would later turn into um, something I call my philanthropics program but in in that moment for me when it was still not a full-time business but I saw the impact I could make by kind of doing this family's final group photos final family photos um you know I cried all the way home and thought oh my gosh this can this can mean something and photos are worth you know their weight in gold when you lose someone and I remember I kind of went home and just debated like can I really do this can I jump from teaching this um this passion I've had and uh you know had a chat at home about it and how it could work and decided that you know that was my time that was kind of my moment to to take the jump and head over to start doing my own thing with photography Um, wow that's (laughs) I'm speechless that's amazing and I think like good on you for for doing that because I think a lot of people have that urge but they're they kind of let fear take over Right. So they, mm-hmm. gosh, I would love to do that. And can you imagine if I was able to do that? That's my full time job and the impact that I would have. And then doubt creeps in. Right. And it's like <laughs> that mindset. And so that's a lot of kind of what, what we do at Muscle Creative, too. It's like we're all about mindset and vision. And, and that just spoke right to it. It's like you, I'm, I'm sure you had doubts and you were fearful, but you moved forward. Anyway, right? I'm assuming. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's what's always kind of um, made me kind of laugh at myself slash be proud of myself because I am such a, a person who likes routine and I like knowing, you know, I get a paycheck twice a month of teaching and it's always going to be this amount. And um, it's steady. It's there. You know it's there. And jumping into being my own business where, you know, I don't know when the money's going to come in and I don't know how much it's going to be, um, was such a scary, scary thing for me. It wasn't anything I did, um, lighthearted. And I, I honestly, that thought of it, I kind of pushed to the back, um, because I do love photography so much and how I could serve others kind of help jump over that fear of okay where's the money going to come from how's it going to come in versus okay this is something I can really really do and help people and and fuel what I love doing so I left <laughs> I left yeah. without looking and went for it yeah I really think that's the only way to do it you know is that you just kind of take that leap you take that first step and hopefully the staircase appears <laughs> right <as> you go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I was gonna ask you like how, how did you overcome those fears but it sounds like you know you, you just looked at the 
the long game and you looked at how much of a difference and what a positive impact you could make. And that kind of spurred you along. It did. And I am a lot of my photographer friends, we all talk about having that creative brain and just wanting to take pretty pictures and being out in beautiful settings and capturing all of it. And a lot of us are kind of in that artistic mindset, the whole business aspect of it, of, you know, how much do I charge? When do I shoot? What am I going to do? And that was something that was completely foreign to me and um, was my first big roadblock because, you know, the pricing you make when you're a hobby versus when you're a full-time business are kind of two different things. And so I, like you had talked about using the internet and online to find courses and things like that, I very quickly realized I needed an education in that department. And so I found an online business course for photographers and bought that and took that. You could kind of do it at your own pace. And that, um, that was where really the business aspect of it, it definitely kind of helped help me uh, get my bearings on the best way to approach being your own business and, and moving forward with that. So I could kind of combine my creative aspect and love of doing it to the real world scenario of, okay, well, if this is your job, how are you going to make money? And here's some, some good starting points. No, I love that. Cause I think that a hobby costs you money, <laughs> whereas a job <laughs> pays you money. And yeah. I, that is a huge thing that people do when they're first starting out is that, and they don't even realize it, but they truly are treating it as a, still as a hobby. And so for you to take that step of like, all right, listen, this is going to be a full-time job. I've got to think about it as a full-time business, you know, um, that's going to hit revenue goals and it's going to support, you know, help support my family and everything. And so to take that step, to take that course, and you mentioned pricing, that's that's scary for a lot of people. It's really scary yeah. for people for starting out. They, they don't know, oh, like, yeah. okay, how do I, you know, and if I price too high, I'll alienate and you know, and you and I have had this conversation before, and I think a lot of us small business people do. It's like, you're worth a lot. Your work is valuable. Your time is valuable, right? And so you need to price it accordingly and not um, and not discount yourself. And I think, and especially as, as women, unfortunately, I think we kind of mm -hmm. like are like, well, if, if, if that's too high, we could do this or, you know, or maybe we can work this out or mm. I'll just do it for free, you know? And so it's like, and it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of training people to then treat our business the way that we're treating it. Right. I don't know. What do you, do you have thoughts on that? Uh, no, absolutely. And I think it is, um, I think it is a struggle for a lot of women in that aspect of like, well, am I worth this? Um, should I really be charged in that amount? Who do I think I am? Um, and you kind of have to really learn to believe in yourself a, a whole, whole lot and say, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm educated in this. I'm good at this. And, and charge what you're worth and what you need and what your family needs um, to get by. And that was something that, you know, over the course 
of having my own small business, I kind of had to keep looking at it and adjust so that it it made sense and so that I was charging, you know, what I was for. It took a while to get there, for sure. All of those things you said, you know, oh, well, I'll, I'll give you a discount or I'll, I'll throw this in. Um, I think it's a learning curve. And then once you kind of realize, kind of put a little faith in yourself, then that part gets it's a little bit easier, <laughs> but it's definitely a, a back and forth for a little bit trying to navigate that. Yeah. And having that kind of self-respect, I think it shows a lot of women what's possible. Cause I think there's a lot of women out there who want to start their own business. And, you know, like we touched on before, it, they're, they're fearful, you know, and they're like, well, I don't know. And if they see other women growing really powerful businesses and are self-assured, it could help boost their confidence as well. And it's, it's a lot of personal growth and it's a lot of working on yourself um, for sure. Like I'm constantly (laughs) working on that part of it, you know? And like you said, it's a lot of like, oh my gosh, like you need to get through a lot of, um, your own barriers and head trash. It's a, it's gradual. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, what's been um, so cool in the time we're in right now. And especially with ladies like Rachel Hollis, where, you know, her big co- quote of like other people's opinions shouldn't matter to you. And that for me, just seeing that or hearing that it was like, Oh my God, because there is part of me that thinks well, what are, other people, you know, say about me thinking, oh my God, who do you think you are charging that? And at the end of the day, I had to kind of go, I don't, is somebody saying that it really, in the long run, it doesn't impact me. I have to do what's best for me and my family and how my clients and how I can serve them. So if other people, you know, have a negative opinion about that, that's on them and I can't control that. And I think learning to kind of breathe through that and go, okay, yeah, that's, that's them. And I don't need that in order for me to do what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like other people's opinions of you are not, it's not your business. <laughs> and, and you're exactly right. It's like compartmentalizing that. And that's like, okay, that's coming from their issues and their experience. And that has nothing to do with me. Right. And it's just keeping one step ahead of the other. Um, do you have like any, do you have any sort of, I mean, I think you are already gave a lot of tips, honestly, but like for others starting out, I mean, even if it's a, a photographer starting out or just even a woman in business, anything that you've kind of learned, I mean, maybe it, le- maybe it largely was mindset, but if there's anything that comes to mind of like what you would tell, even like, what would you tell your <laughs> Your younger self when you were starting out, <laughs> just like a tip for other people. <laughs> I, it, well, what I wish I told myself was, because um, I'm a big note, pay, note taker and list maker, to really look at all kind of all aspects of starting your own business, like not just the fun part, but look at you know business license and how much you charge and when are you going to shoot and how's your schedule going to work around them? Especially if you have kids, um, like I have a three-year-old and an eight-year-old, um, you know, the three-year-old, she came along, you know, two years into my new business. So that was like a sudden stop sign. You've got a newborn 
uh, how are you going to work around having a newborn and a new business at the, the same time? So there's kind of an ebb and flow of how it all falls into place. But looking back, um, I definitely would have looked online and looked for other professionals in the photography arena and um, kind of followed follow their social pages, see how they did things. And I did, um, I totally forgot about this. I had um, a gal I had followed for a long time on Instagram, Spanky Mills, um, and that is her real name. She's awesome. Her mom, dad must have had, you know, really big sense of humor to name her that. She's joked about that. But <laughs> I did a um, one-on-one um, mentoring session with her all day just to um, improve my actual like shooting style and skill set. And that one day, I mean, it was an investment. It was not cheap to do it, but that one day changed my shooting style and like skill immediately because for the type of learner I am, you know, I'm a visual learner, but also kind of tactile. So being able to have someone walk me through what settings to use on the camera, um, how to shoot, you know, clients and where to set them in relation to the sun and shadows and things like that and investing in yourself in the beginning even though it seems really scary to be putting you know money out the return you'll get from it from becoming more knowledgeable of your um, your topic it it really does pay off in the end so I definitely would have told myself you know the things I learned a couple of years into it if I had front-loaded them and learned a lot of them in the beginning, it probably, probably, possibly could have changed my trajectory, but it would have helped having those from the get-go. <clears throat> I love that you mentioned that. So, you know, both things of like being realistic when you're first starting out and really look, taking a holistic view and not, you know, this is so fun. I'm going to take pictures for a living. It's like, well, there's more to it than that, you know? And, um, and also the whole your point about investing in yourself, kind of front loading that. I love I the love saying it. school's never out for the pro. I'm constantly learning. And even though you and I have decades of experience in our respective areas, constantly learning, I'm constantly looking at like listening to podcasts, um, taking online courses. It's really important to to invest in yourself. Things are constantly evolving. You can't ever say, yes. all right, I know enough. <laughs> Done learning. Know it. So um, so what are you what are your goals moving forward with um with your business? Like what's what are your next step? What are things you'd like to tackle? Um well, one of the things uh, that I was uh, thinking about and why you know, visiting with you, I recognizing your weaknesses in a business is also super huge. And so marketing and advertising um, are definitely an area that I am still really trying to learn. And then talking to you just in the meeting I had with you, you know, you opened your not your eyes, my eyes, hello, um, to about a million things that I'm not doing that could really help um, my own business grow. So for me, continuing to learn how to navigate marketing my business, advertising it, um, especially with the social media world and 
newsletters and website and videos, things like that. Um, I was really, <laughs> I was really hoping 2020 would be the year I kind of make some big steps in that department. Um, I'd love to be able to travel more. Um, for photography, I've been able to, you know, shoot in Seattle and shoot in New York City. And um, one of the things I had had a couple years ago, one of my my big dreams was shooting like a fashion style shoot on the Brooklyn Bridge. And I threw it out into the universe and it, it happened. And I have a friend who is in uh, a wardrobe consultant and who goes to Fashion Week every year. And she was up there the same time I was going to be there. So for me, you know, throwing down really big ideas and big dreams for my business and then finding a way to make it happen, kind of engineer it. So traveling more than the coronavirus is kind of throwing a kink in that one. Um, and then just growing. Each, I've steadily grown each year financially um, with my business. You know, I have some numbers I want to hit for sure this year and they're very scary numbers for me um but learning how to um reverse engineer them and look at you know okay i want to make this amount how many shoots is that per month how many shoots is it per week how much is the you know how much am i charging for that those are all big things so traveling more hitting some bigger financial goals um getting a, a better skill set in my advertising and marketing, making friends with the creative studio, things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And I loved our meeting, our little kickoff meeting. And then, you know, as I know this COVID-19 has put a kink in things, but we were, we were, we were <laughs> making some good momentum. <laughs> so there's still things. <laughs> that we could do but this is so crazy um yeah and so do you have like a I don't know like a daily routine or you know do you write down your goals every day or are there things that you kind of or try to I know life gets crazy but are there things like that that you try to instill in your in your routine as far as goal setting and gratitude and all that good stuff absolutely um Sorry if you can hear the banging. The little ones are, are restless. Um, <laughs> We're almost done, I promise. <laughs> I'm, like, it's, I'm waiting for the door to pop open. I'm seeing them. Uh, I have my gratitude journal um, that on normal normal weeks, I'm able to get to that with um, it's the start to day one. So you have your five pieces of gratitude and then your 10 goals. Um, and it was funny to me. Because last year as I was doing that, um, when I realized I, you know, clicked off some of the goals on the bottom and I was so busy, um, <laughs> kind of weird, kind of, I was so busy working towards them, I didn't realize I had hit some of them. And so taking that moment to reflect, I tried to month at the end of each month, reflect back on, you know, how many shoots did I do? How much did I earn? What worked well? Advertising, what? was my um, biggest source of people coming to me. Uh, and it was really nice to be able to go, oh my gosh, I actually hit this and I wasn't even paying attention. I was so much in the like hustle, which I, that word cracks me up, but I was so much <laughs> trying to really grow and build and I didn't even realize I'd hit some of my goals. Um, so I kind of, do, I do monthly 
check-ins at the end of the month. Weekly, I make my list of to-do tasks, um, trying to schedule social media. And it was funny because I actually scheduled a lot of my social media stuff for two weeks, two weeks ago. And now with you know, coronavirus and all of that, they probably seem kind of funny at the time. Um, but they're popping up now with everybody kind of being quarantined. Right. And I'm saying, hey, now's a great time for blue bonnets. So <laughs> I was like, uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how things have changed. Not technically. <laughs> I know. It's like sort of. Um, <laughs> I I love that you've you just had your head down and then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've actually accomplished some goals. That's pretty amazing. Um, where can people find you? And people want people want to find you online. Where's the best place to go? Ah, um, the Facebook is still a big big spot for me. At Melanie Wright Photography on there. Um, Instagram is the same handle melanie right photography it's really long um once you get on there you follow it then you'll be tuned in um my website is melanie-right-photography.com and on there it's still kind of i think it's ever evolving if you're a creative person or maybe if you're just a small business owner you always think oh i should have added that i want to do this to it um but one part on my website that i like that isn't is prevalent on my social media stuff is my philanthropics program where if you do a session with me, then you can gift a session to someone in need. And that was really sparked from um, what I was talking about in the beginning where I had a friend and coworker whose husband was dying of cancer, unfortunately. And I, you know, was able to do their last family photos. And that has been something that has been such a gift as a small business owner to be able to implement something like that um, for my way of giving back. Um, I've worked with, I've worked with quite a few um, cancer patients and a lot of mamas that have passed away since I've taken their pictures and little babies in NICU and things like that. And one thing I've always kind of believed in is, you know, if there's something you can do, do that. I mean, I wish I was a doctor. I wish I had the skill set to help so many of the families I'd worked with in some other capacity, but me being able to do what I can do, which is something as simple as taking a picture um, and can make an impact in that way. Um, that's That's been a blessing for me to be able to do that. So that's on my website um, that people can check out there and kind of see some of the people I've worked with in that aspect of, of my own little business. Thank you for mentioning that. That's so important, you know, it's such a great way to give back. And I, I feel like small business owners have big hearts and mm-hmm. are always, always looking for ways to support their communities. So I, I love that. Thank you for doing that work. Um, before we wrap up, I have one final kind of fun question. If uh, if there was a, if there was one music artist you could listen to and you could only pick one for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. Um, so I always 
like I'm a I'm a kid of the nineties, like that was my teenage years. So a lot of the music from that genre I love. But my first concert was Hootie and the Blowfish, and they've always had just <laughs> like a special place in my heart. I could listen to to Hootie, you know, <laughs> on repeat. And so <laughs> probably them. If there's a lot of boy bands that I could dig deep into, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we got some Hootie. Yes. <laughs> I love Uh, love it. That's amazing. Well, I want to thank you for your time. I know it was crazy and we were going back and forth talking about like, how are we going to do this technically and all that good stuff. So, and I know our minds are scattered right now. So I appreciate you giving it the old college try and, um, and chatting with us today. I had a really great time discussing everything with you. Me too. I'm glad that it worked out. I was, it was actually, you know, a nice break from from the quarantine times to get to have an adult conversation about something besides what are we eating or what are we doing? Oh, there we go, you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Small Business Big Mindset podcast. As always, be authentic, bring an insane amount of value and keep crushing it.